Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast, where each episode provides in-depth insights about the long-term value of companies and ideas in our current world. Your host for this podcast is Doug Utberg, the founder and principal consultant for Business of Life, LLC. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. We have Dr. Marissa Schwartz with us today, and we are going to talk about diversified marketing. Uh, specifically, you know, when you're talking about you know, running your business, uh, a mistake that a number of businesses can very easily make is uh, what she calls putting all of your eggs in one marketing basket. Uh, Marissa, uh, please introduce yourself and uh, let's, uh, let's get things going. Yeah, so uh, I'm Marissa. I own Dr. Rissy's Writing and Marketing, a 360 marketing company. Um, what I mean by 360 is uh, different strategies that work together. So your mm-hmm. ads working together with your social media, with your PR, with your SEO, that's a winning marketing strategy rather than just working on, say, social media or just ads. Yeah. All those things together, that's, that's a really good strategy for, you know, as long as you have good content. Well, uh, well, yeah, let, let's try to unpack that a little bit, because at least one of the things that I've seen is that a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of times marketing is very hard to hold accountable. Uh, and so, for example, you know, in my background, which, uh, which was in technology and finance, what would happen is I'd always be working with marketing teams who are looking to justify a, a higher budget. And what they'll do is they'll say something along the lines of, well, marketing is about, you know, 10 to 15% of our revenue or say 10% of revenue. So as a 10 X multiples. So if we spend another million dollars in marketing, that means we're going to get 10 million in revenue. And I think, oh, I'm, I'm not quite sure that's a, uh, that that's a defensible argument there. It's very hard to prove causality there unless you're really measuring. Um, and so one of the things that I always think about with things like uh, social media is, you know, how do you really measure that ROI? Because uh, it seems like it's, it'd be something that's would be tricky to do because, of course, if the ROI is low, you may not want to invest that much in. But on the other hand, if the ROI is high, you might want to find a way to start amplifying your investment and really start plowing capital in to make sure you can generate a return. Yeah. So it is, that's another reason why I like having multiple things working together. Like social media, you can't always um, figure out your exact ROI right away, but if you're doing ads, then you see, okay, we got a hundred clicks. We got this, we got that. Um, With social media though, you can figure out your ROI on a long enough timeline so Uh the first month that you start social media you're probably not going to see very much your second month yeah third month that's when you start seeing okay i'm getting contacted by people if you have a good strategy and you're posting consistently you're getting a growing following uh so it is a lot about patience um and then you know i could use myself as an example where i know on my social media okay i'm contacted by about five people a week on my instagram that's a clear ROI, if I close two of them, okay, that's a higher ROI because I just paid my team to make some graphics and to do some posts for us. Um, You know, so if you track how many leads you get through each platform, it is possible Uh to calculate your ROI. You just have to be patient. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, and then because you know, it, it would seem that uh, that the optimal strategy would be that, you know, while you're figuring out what that baseline is, is essentially to set a burn budget and then you know, essentially say, OK, what we're going to do is we're going to establish the present that our social media presence within this uh, kind of within this certain burn rate. You know, that way, once you start, once you get to where you start getting uh, feedback, you know, you can make sure you're not 
you're not lighting that much capital on fire uh, in order to uh, to generate the leads. Because of course, right, until you measure, you just don't know. And that's the thing is that if you don't know, you can't really make informed decisions. I mean, you know, of course, this is pretty rudimentary. I mean, <laughs> tell me what you've seen. I'm sure there's something I'm missing. Well, that is, that's something that I see with a lot of clients. Like, you know, they don't see results month one. They go, oh my gosh, something is wrong. No. This doesn't work. It I got to throw it out. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. It just happened five minutes before this interview. I just had that happen. Even though we told her, we said, hey, that we have a three month agreement for a reason. Your accounts are brand new. We're, you know, just getting you followers. You're not going to see ROI this month. And we just got an email. How come I didn't get any clients? Well, because it just started. You just opened your social media account. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, um, understanding, having realistic expectations and realizing that it does take some time and some strategy. Now, have you seen, uh, different strategies, uh, that are needed in either the business to consumer or business to business space? Because most of the people listening to this co- podcast are going to principally going to be thinking in the business to business space. So although not all, you know, a number of entrepreneurs operate in business to consumer, a lot of companies operate business to consumer, but you know, a lot of people who are going to be going to be hearing this will be thinking B2B. Yeah, there's a big difference there. First of all, the, the avenues that you take, I mean, if you're B2B, Facebook ads most of the time aren't for you. Um, it depends. I mean, you yeah. can sell courses and stuff to other businesses, but uh, if you're B2C, Facebook ads are pretty good. Uh, yeah. You know, your social strategy, where you're posting, where you're doing your PR. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it's a world of difference, although it is similar. It all comes down to ads, PR, SEO, and social media. It's just a matter of which of those platforms you go on based on what you do. Gotcha. Gotcha. And do you find that uh, mixing in offline uh, works also? I, I know that, uh, you know, the idea of sending postcards or sales letters is uh, kind of feels a little, uh, little bit like 1990s style. Uh, but uh, I found that there's actually uh, a number of people who are pretty successful having a, having a, a split campaign, uh, you know, particularly because um, you, you think about, you know, kind of a uh, sort of an internet 3.0, you know, when, one of the, one of the unicorns, you know, HubSpot, uh, you know, they still send you stuff off line, which tells me that the, the hybrid strategy is definitely alive and well, um, because, you know, if it was hundred percent online, then you would think that, you know, kind of one of the, uh, you know, the, the beacons of online connected multi-channel marketing, uh, would be eschewing, uh, some of those, some of those channels, but you still get, you know, you have individuals giving you calls and you'll still get some direct mail. Yeah. Yeah. I think it depends on your business. Uh, I've yeah. seen it work well for local. I personally don't do it for my clients just because our clients need everything trackable and gotcha. they want to see, okay, this is my audience is who I'm doing it with. But I, I agree. I know a lot of people who successfully have done it. There's one of my Facebook friends. He does some really cool stuff where he got these shiny envelopes and he started uh-huh. sending like uh, little gifts in the mail to different oh. businesses and that, that he's a B2B and that worked okay. really well for him. So yeah, they can it definitely can work. Excellent. Excellent. Well, so um, if we're talking to somebody who's looking to, who's say either starting a business or is starting a new role where they're trying, say they're you know get, getting in, you know they're starting a business development role and they're trying to get a uh, get a presence together. Say they're working for an outfit or a piece of an agency that has kind of had disconnected efforts and they're starting kind of from square one. What would you recommend they do? Uh, start with. Well, copywriting. Copywriting is at the crux of everything. If you don't have copy that grabs people's attention, whether it's in actual text or in a video, 
you're, you know, you could have be on all the platforms in the world. It's not going to work. So honing your copywriting skills, knowing how to grab people's attention is key. I got into this because of writing. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, that's what the the doctorate is in. It's in writing. Um, and I wanted to be a writer, but, you know, it'd be a, a successful or a, a writer who gets to pay their bills nowadays. You kind of need to be in marketing uh, in a lot of, I mean, there are some, of course, creative writers, but my uh, easiest path to pay my bills was, okay, let's do marketing. Um, well, copywriters, so, makes it, uh, if you take out like Jake, people like J.K. Rowling and Stephen King, copywriters are far and away the highest paid writers and it's not even close. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I think that copywriting, that's the uh, number one skill that you need. If you can do that, you are well on your way to a good marketing strategy. Excellent. Well, uh, what are some of the uh, key elements you've seen that are uh, that are really the, the, the pieces that are most important for good copywriting? Because, of course, you know, I think the uh, you know, one of the old, old names in uh, copywriting, Robert Collier, you know, the Collier principle is to enter the conversation already going on in the client's mind. So the idea is you don't want to introduce your idea based, you know, based on whatever they're doing. What you want to do is you want to intercept the thoughts they're already having, start from there, and then build toward the idea that you're trying to present. Uh, you, is that still effective? Or is, is that kind of a little bit of an obsolete concept in your mind? Um, it, I think that you need to know your audience, for yeah. sure. Um, so if you know your audience, you know what conversations they're already having. Absolutely. Um, I think more than that is uh, having a, a strong call to action. You know, I've yeah. seen a lot of people where they're just posting and they're posting great content, but there's no call to action at the end. It's just like, hey, here are three tips for improving your, uh, you know, business model. And then there's nothing. It's like, okay, great. Thanks for the free advice. If you wanted to convert, you need to at the end say something like, hey, if you need help with that, reach out to my team. Like there's, that's, that's the final missing ingredient in a lot of cases. I was going to say, I would think you'd want even a, uh, you even want something stronger, like, hey, you know, here, you know, download the free report on how to get going yourself, you know, that's 60 pages long at the end of the report, you say, hey, if this seems really complicated, my team's available to help schedule a free consultation, uh, you know, something like that, because yeah, you know, the, the more you get people clicking, the higher your engagement's going to be. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I think this is, this is all really good stuff. Um, so I think we started with the copywriting. Uh, what do you think the next step looks like? Uh, well, you need strong content. Video is becoming yeah. more and more king. Uh, so, you know, if you are comfortable in front of a camera, you are 10 steps ahead of the competition. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, a lot of clients where I'll say to them, Hey, you should be making videos on the copy that, you know, based on the copy that we provide and say, oh, I'm afraid, you know, to, to be in front of the camera, but the clients who aren't afraid to get in front of the camera, they're getting millions of views because they're saying great stuff. And the organic reach is there because TikTok, YouTube shorts, Instagram reels, they are giving you that organic traffic yeah. that previously you had to pay for. So that's, uh, that, that, that's really interesting. I mean, and so, because I think the, you know, the uh, short videos is probably your best way to get that organic traffic for say, so like, and I'm thinking in terms of, say you have an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur starting out, say somebody starting a local business, you know, or maybe they're starting something that's more regional uh, or something like that. Uh, you know, in your view, kind of what's the right way to put that video strategy together? Cause like, say I could record five or 10 videos. I could splash them out on a number of sites, uh, but it would seem that you'd want, it would seems to me that you'd want to start with where you're trying to direct people from 
from your video channels too, and then work back uh, across your across your different uh, your different platforms. Uh, you know, tell me if I'm being too simplistic, or on the other hand, if I'm overcomplicating things. Yeah. Um, what I mean, personally, on my uh, videos, I usually look at trending topics, what people yeah. are asking. Um, I use trending sounds and make sure my videos are under 15 seconds. I post them on my main TikTok, then I post on my Instagram reels, and then I post on uh, YouTube shorts. I personally get about three to 4 million views a month doing that. Uh And uh, some of the videos are, you know, on really like, okay, here's how to write a book or here's how to market a book. But my most viewed videos are on, uh, you know, do you ever notice how the Canadian passport glows under UV light has nothing to do with my business, but it gets eyes that got 2 million views because it was shared a bunch of times. People thought it was cool. And then the the hope and what often happens when you get that many eyes is people go, oh, who's this Marissa person posting about yeah. this? And then they click on it and, you know, they get in, in touch. And they, what I also use that for is proof of concept. Like, look, if I could get this many views on my videos, I could do it for you too. So, so that, that's, no there. yeah, the, the thing I'm kind of glomming onto that you said is uh, less than 15 seconds. That's, uh, that's actually, re- that's really interesting. So basically yeah. kind of, at least what, I, what I'm taking from that is that, you know, to be really effective, you need to have an extreme short form of video, you know, not so much that you're trying to deliver. I mean, cause 15 seconds isn't even an elevator pitch. It's basically getting one idea across, but the idea is make it so, at least what I'm hearing is the idea is make it so consumable that you'll really eliminate that barrier to people watching or listening, because especially if you have a captioned, then even if somebody has the sound off, they can still see what you're saying. And, you know, but, but then basically it's, it's putting that out across multiple channels and then leading them all back to your main lead capture, or at least that's, that, that's what it seems to me like would be the, the main strategy. Uh, but please tell me if there's anything I'm missing. Yeah. The reason why we do 15 second videos is because these platforms, uh, rely heavily on the playback. So if somebody yeah. watches your 15 second video three times, then they're going to keep showing it to people. So I usually ah. use a green screen and then behind me, I have some kind of image that would take longer than say 15 seconds to consume. I'll use the Canadian passport again, yeah. where I had the Canadian passport behind me on the green screen. So the first time they're watching it, they're probably watching me and hearing what I'm saying and reading uh-huh. my captions. The second time they're looking behind me, oh, wow, look at how it glows. So it's that kind of thing where we want to keep rewatching it. Interesting. That's really interesting. And the other thing that you'd mentioned was, uh, was leveraging trending topics. Uh, if you don't mind unpacking that a little bit, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really fascinated in, uh, in, in the conversation string here because you know, just full disclosure, video marketing is one of the weak spots in my arsenal. And so I am shamelessly leveraging this conversation for self-serving information. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the trending topics, uh, TikTok is one of the, I, Instagram kind of does this, but TikTok really yeah. does it well, where you can look on their little, they have a little magnifying glass and they yeah. show you the top trending topics for the day. How many people are watching those videos? That's powerful information. And then when you input your hashtags, not only do they show you trending hashtags, they show you how many people are, are watching videos with those hashtags. Oh, interesting. Other platforms don't do that. So I usually don't use hashtags unless they have over 500,000 views. That way I know, okay, yeah, these are popular hashtags. Same thing with songs. Uh, when you, I always put music into my videos. Um, you see the little videos with like the blue music note next to it. That means it's yeah. a trending song. That helps a lot too. 
Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so I mean, and because if you're if you're doing a 15 second video, you probably fall under fair use because that this that's one of the things that always uh, that just always uh, petrifies me about <laughs> about putting music in videos is I'm concerned about um, you know I, you know I'm I'm concerned about about a copyright infringement, and so that's why like the uh, the, the the intro for my audio podcast it probably delayed my start. Well, I delayed my start a long time because I was I got obsessive about editing, and then eventually I got over that, uh, but. I I was looking for royalty-free music because I didn't want to get I didn't want to get busted for infringing anyone's copyright. Uh, but if you're talking 15 seconds, that probably isn't really a relevant factor. Yeah, and TikTok they have the, the music there, so it's not like you're adding your ah. music. You're TikTok's music, so it's it's covered under them. Outstanding. Okay, this is uh, this is some good growth hacking stuff. Uh, well, uh, well, yeah, this has been. Gold, uh, golden gems of inf information. Uh, what, what else have you seen that's really important? I mean, because at least what, what I'm really seeing here is that you know, it, well, what, once you see, even if you set up a pretty simple lead capture, is you know, if, you know effectively what you what, what I'm thinking is you want to carve out say about 30, 30 to sixty minutes a day. And then be able to say, okay, what's trending? And then set up your, you know, set up your tick, you know, record your, your quick video, do your green screen record, you know, attach your music, et cetera. And then you want to post it to you know, post to Instagram, post it to uh, YouTube Shorts, post it to uh, to TikTok, and then you know, lead all of those people back to whatever your most relevant lead capture is. And you know, because if you do that, that's a fairly that's a pretty minimal time burn that's not going to take that much time uh but it's a way essentially what you're saying is it's a way to generate a lot of awareness in a fairly short amount of time or to i don't know tell me if i'm overselling it but yeah no it's it's absolutely true i mean to film a 15 second video it takes five ten minutes it's really uh -huh. not a lot you know you film it you edit it to do all of that five to ten minutes it's not bad that's really nice that's really excellent that's wow. That's uh, that's some good stuff. Uh, well, let's see. So, is there anything else that uh, anything else people can take away? I mean, you, you you've already been giving away marketing gold. Uh, so, you know, so let's uh, and of course, you know, the uh, so so what I'm going to say is, is there uh, is there any, any any more marketing gems that you want to want to include in our conversation here? Um, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is, I mean, the video stuff is great. It gets people familiar with you. Yeah. You are an authority. Um, you know. Le leverage it with your other platforms with your social media turn it into ads use it for seo there are so many different things that you can do with it okay so, excellent yeah. excellent well uh well i think the next step is uh tell people a little more about where they how they can get a hold of you and uh specifically uh how you can help them to take the next step i mean because I, i'm imagining a number of people listening to this are going to say okay well uh marissa very clearly knows what she's doing maybe she can help my business to uh, get up to the next level in terms of our marketing yeah, so I'm Marissa Schwartz. You can find me everywhere. That's Marissa with an O, Schwartz. Um, my website is drrissy.com. Uh, we have various packages for doing the type of work I'm talking about, social media management. We yeah. can help you with your videos. We can do 360 strategy and posting. Uh, our job is to make entrepreneurs' lives easier and to help them put out great content. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, hey, I really appreciate the conversation today. That's, uh, let's see, and uh, where Website again, uh, just spell it out. That way, if people are listening to it, they can write it down easier. Yeah, so the website is drdrrissy.com. That's drrissy.com. Well, uh, Marissa, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right.
Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. Share it with your friends by sending them to TerminalValuePodcast.com. For more information, please visit BusinessOfLifeLLC.com for full access to Doug's products and services. All rights reserved. No part of this broadcast may be produced in any form by any means without written permission from Business of Life, LLC. All trademarks and brands referred to herein are the property of their respective owners.